This is the program that really gets you thinking. Welcome to Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Here's the guy who asks all the right questions. Your host, Ralph DeLugas. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to our show this week. This is Ralph DeLugas, your host for Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. And boy, has that ever, never been more true than it is in our day. And you are on the Loving Liberty Network, also live on KTalk Radio and a few other local stations. Um, we have an exciting show for you. Um, I want to continue uh, up until the – I'm calling it the countdown to the kingdom's descent upon my hometown. Um, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, – the uh, United Nations is coming here, and I like to just call them the kingdom because anyway, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit. We've got a few ex- kind of cool stories I want to talk about and bring some light to. And I also want to go a little deep today. Today we are going to talk about uh, what is behind the kingdom. We all know about I, – I, I, like many of you, have been sullied by some of the reports of this Epstein and just how widespread and just – vile uh his antics have been i guess i should say alleged antics um have been um and yeah it kind of leaves you a little dark and i think as um as a as a son of our father in heaven i uh i like to try and find some hope and some light uh in all of this darkness and so it got me to thinking and i've been kind of impressed to to talk about this before, but I've kind of shied away from it. But this week we're going to go there. We are going to talk about Old Scratch himself, the mastermind of the entire kingdom, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan. Call him what you like. We're going to talk about him, how he operates, uh, his infrastructure on this side and the other side of the veil, and how maybe a little bit on demonic possession and how we can fight against him and keep him out of our lives as much as possible. So that, that may sound a little heavy to some of you. I promise you this isn't like a, a visit to the macabre, some haunted house nonsense. This is something that matters to every one of us. Um, and I think it's important that we realize uh, the nature of the uh, battle that we fight here. But first, I want to talk about some uh, news articles. I, um, in celebrating the descent of the kingdom here on my hometown, and rest assured, they'll probably be coming to a town near you soon. Um, to me, one of the most—I mean, this isn't anything new. I, as I was researching uh, Old Scratch and his uh, antics throughout time, at least his time here on this earth, um, things haven't really changed much. People have been lying uh, and murdering. And doing all these corrupt things for money since Cain, have they not? I mean, this has been going on a really long time. So for the United Nations to propagate this global warming hoax to get more money and more power, it's really nothing new. But this is just such – I want to give you just a few examples. And this was just yesterday on NASA's website. This uh, headline, this is from NASA's website. A drier future sets the stage for more wildfires. I'm going to skip down to the fourth paragraph. Global climate change is predicted to change precipitation and evaporation patterns around the world. Uh, Areas that face increasingly severe droughts will also be at risk for far more and frequent fires, yada, yada. So anyway, uh, climate change is creating droughts and fires, right? In the same hour... On the same site, we have uh, them publishing from NOAA. This is the headline. 
prepare for more downpours. Heavy rain has increased across the United States and is likely to increase further. Um, in this article, warming conditions due to climate change mean more evaporation, which leads to more water vapor in the air, triggering rain. And uh, anyway, I'll, I won't read this whole article, but you get the gist of it. So uh, same page, by the way. Now we're uh, also from NOAA. National precipitation rate from July 2018 to June 2019. This past year has been the second wettest in the history of the United States. Um, so what's the real story? Is climate change causing drought? Is climate change causing flooding? Is uh, climate change causing it to get warmer? Is it causing it to get co colder? Well, the truth of the matter is it's all big, fat, stinky lie. It's not climate. Don't get me wrong. Climate does change. And um, we definitely have a changing climate. We've always had a changing climate. But um, cows farting in Texas or you driving the car that you're driving is not causing it. And also, I'd like to probably – I'd like to throw in there, I do hate pollution. Um, I'm not some capitalist that wants to see the smokestacks pour out and, and make more, make more, consume, consume, consume. I hate pollution. I love the earth. The earth is – it's 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 our mother, right? We're 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 on here until we check out of this life. And I love the earth. I love nature, and I want to take care of it. And I want to be a good steward. Um, but uh, this uh, believing this global warming nonsense is not a giving giving the UN more power and more money is not going to change it. Let, let's talk really briefly. Oh, you know, I want I want to give you one more example of what we're dealing with here. Not not only do they not report the sun, they don't report solar force, forcing, particle forcing. Um, the sun is only given 0.01 variability for any climate change. So if, if climate changes, they'll let the sun account for 0.01% of it. The rest of it gets lumped on you and get lumped on me. Um, and if that isn't enough to just omit data, we have a, a textbook case here from NASA again uh, of omitting data. And this is from Tony Heller at the Real Climate Science blog, one of my very favorite places to look. In 2008, the U.S. temperature uh, for the past 100 years, the high temperature, which is a huge spike, happened in 1937. And then there was another much littler spike, about 40% lower than this big spike in the 1930s, around uh, 19, looks like 97, looking at this chart. That's the 1998 version. Uh, now we have the 2019, I wish I could show you guys version, but they've just flat changed the data. Um, the big spike in the 1930s is now reduced from a positive 1.0 degrees in Celsius, uh, reduced down to that, I should say, up or down from the, the 2.8, which is the very, very, very top of the chart. They completely just whacked it out, got rid of it, changed it. Um, and of course, now the, the current temperature also raised a little bit. So, so it showed that showed what they wanted it to, you know, put forward the narrative. We'll just change the data, right? No one's going to double check us. We're NASA. So to me, this is pretty disgusting. Um, but that's all the time we'll spend on that today. I want to talk. Oh, we've got to mention one more. Sorry, you guys know how I love talking about about black holes. One more little, uh, one more little uh, title. Uh, article from their website pair of supermassive black holes discovered on a collision course 
the Titanic duo can help astronomers predict when the historic first detection of the background hum of gravitational waves from supermassive black holes will be made and whether there truly is a final parsec problem. I have, I mean, this is my opinion, and I hope I don't sound too contentious, but I'm starting to think they're just making terms up and just laughing all the way to the bank. Gravitational waves from supermassive black holes, black holes, deciding whether there's a final parsec problem. Um, if you saw this picture, I wish I could show it to you guys. It's two, uh, picture two fireflies, maybe in on a really, 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 really foggy day out on the ocean, maybe 100 miles away through a crappy telescope. That's what we're looking at here. We've got two fuzzy light balls approaching each other, and for some reason they think this looks like a black hole. Um, continuing, actually, this is a different article, but same topic. Hubble offers a peek at material swirling close to a black hole. You know, I've, I've noticed this pattern since I've since I've kind of made this my hobby, um, watching mainstream academia kind of lie to us a lot. Um, I've noticed that astronomers are always feigning to be happy when uh, observations never match their model. This is another example of that. Astronomers are tickled when they find something that they didn't expect to be there. Um, peering deep into the heart of the majestic spiral galaxy, NCG 3147, researchers uncovered a swirling gas disk precariously close to a black, black hole swirling, uh, weighing about 250 million times the mass of our sun. I got to stop right there. I didn't know that we had weighed the sun. I didn't think we had any idea what was in the sun, what it's comprised of, what its core is, how it works. We know nothing, honestly, about the sun. But here we know how much it weighs. Um, you get my gist on this. Um, I guess I get a little bit upset at them constantly stealing our money, spending hundreds of billions of dollars on, I guess I can't say for a fact that these aren't, these two fuzzy little things aren't black holes, but I would sure think that they and this, this disc and the black hole that we saw a couple months ago is, um, what, what we have there is a mechanism almost exactly like the magnet sitting on your desk, which, by the way, we also don't have any explanation from mainstream science. These are toroidal structures created in space by electromagnetism. Um, that's what they are. We can observe it here in front of our face, and we can observe it out there. So it's scalable, it's micro, it's macro, and um, we're going to talk more about it after the break. We'll talk to you soon. everybody we are back after that long and arduous break just kidding um i want to talk actually before we delve into a little discussion on old scratch i like to call him old scratch because i think i don't like to talk too much about lucifer i i think um we could give him power if we like actually start um being interested in him i guess i think Aware is a good thing to be, to just know the nature of the thing we call life on this planet we call Earth and what we're here to do. Um, we're sons and daughters of God, uh, not sons and daughters of slimy worms, rats, and primates. And we're here to learn and grow 
and uh, opposition is necessary for that. So I think awareness is good, but uh, definitely don't uh, mystify or, or hold up or be interested in. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about one more thing. I, I, I kind of promised when we started this fun little endeavor together to not talk about uh, inconsequential things. I, I don't like idle chit chat, to be honest with you. I don't want to talk about stuff that's not important to you and important to me. Um, if you're not in some small way uh, better for having spent this time together today, then we've both wasted our time and, and we don't want that. So if you just want to be entertained or if you just want a, a, a slow drip from the Broadcasting Board of Governors and the CIA, just a slow little drip of propaganda, you guys know where to go to get that. Here we're going to talk about stuff that's important. Um, so one of the things that I think is horrifically important to us is the coming crustal shift. Um, simply put, the poles are moving. They're uh, migrating closer together. This has happened before. It's cyclical. And uh, the powers that be have seen this coming for 50 years now and have been preparing for it and haven't been telling us until it's become so obvious and apparent with GPS and other things. Uh, airports are having to correct for this almost daily now. The poles are racing together. It's getting faster and faster. And it's going to have some very predictable consequences. It's not the end of the world. I get upset when I hear, and sometimes my, I hear my son say this. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world in any way, shape, or form. But it is change, and we, we need to be ready for it. Um, and one of the for sure uh, – Things that will happen, and it's already happening because we can see it, is um, greater hail nucleation. We have another story this week, a video. If you want to find it, it it's it's amazing. Uh, somebody videoed some of the hail coming down in Italy, um, orange and even grapefruit-sized hail, raining in the streets of Italy, injured at least 18. Um, this article, I believe it's in Nature, is where this video comes from. But, yes, yeah, something to be aware of. We are going to face climate change. It has uh, nothing to do with giving the U.N. more money and power. Um, but it has everything to do with a cyclical change we call a crustal shift, pole shift. Um, and what happens is our magnetic shield is getting weaker, allowing in more cosmic rays. This is in the case of hell, anyway. And cosmic rays uh, increase cloud um, the amount of clouds that we have in our sky, and it increases dramatically hail nucleation. Interesting to me, this is exactly what we see happening uh, in Isaiah and some other places in Scripture where it talks about uh, hail becoming larger and destroying crops of the world. It's already begun, and it's going to get worse. So it might be a good idea to put a little peanut butter and some few extra cans of tuna fish on the back shelf. But you guys already know that anyway. So, okay. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit now about Old Scratch. Um, and why do I think that's important? Well, we talk a lot here on Loving Liberty, and I got to say, I love to listen to this, uh, to the my coworkers here on the Loving Liberty Network and on KTalk. Um, they fight valiantly and teach truth, uh, teaching against socialism, um, the evils of our, war, of our world. Uh, we hear about here again with this not Weinstein, what's the other guy, Epstein, that's come to light, the human trafficking, evil and corruption, war. We've got all this stuff um, going on. And I think it's important to know, like, like when I try to wrap my head around something as disgusting as the trafficking of children, young children, it almost hurts my heart. I can't talk about this stuff to my wife. She, she gets physically angry at me. Um, and... 
I don't know if it's the right approach to just not want to hear it, stick our head in the sand, pretend like it doesn't exist. Um, the sexual exploitation of kids as young as one year old to me is so beyond disgusting um, and offensive. And uh, I'm left wondering why, why, How, what, what force can make a human being sink that low? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. That force is um, a man named Lucifer. He was uh, one of Heavenly Father's sons. He had a plan different uh, than that of the Savior. And I know this might vary from faith to faith, so I'm going to draw heavily on my faith. But the existence of Lucifer is pretty universal. And um, whether uh, it's universal or not, it's a fact. Um, and he... Uh, he rebelled, uh, same old sort of thing that's happened many other times. He rebelled against our Father in Heaven. He was prideful. He wanted power. It wasn't about money for him. It was about power and pride. Um, these are the things that corrupt, ha have corrupted the people throughout our universe. I think not only throughout this eternal round, but I think throughout many past eternal rounds and will many eternal rounds to come. Um, it's something that we all need to fight about. We're going to talk a little bit about humility as well. Um, but the truth of the matter is he hates you and he hates me. He's not some red horned pitchfork carrying, you know, the, I don't like the mystification of him because I, I think it, it weakens our ability to fight against him. But the truth is he hates you and he hates me. He hates liberty. Um, liberty and agency and choice is what this is all about. He hates liberty, um, which is why people that that sign on so heavily to his program, what is it they're always taking? They always seem to be taking our money and our liberty and try to exert, exert power over us, right? Um, so why do the uh, folks at the UN lie about climate change and so much more? It's because they crave power. They uh, believe that you can buy anything in this world for money. And they want to have power. So uh, today we're going to talk about this because, in my opinion, if we're not armed with the facts, uh, we're just hacking away at the leaves and the branches. And today I want to talk a little bit about hacking away at the roots of the problem. Um, I think it's not healthy that um, I know in my own Christian church, I've seen kind of a like when you read in, the, in, the, in you know, again, I'm going to talk about that dusty old book, that Bible, because – well, because it's true. And interesting to me that um, the Savior, when he was here, it was one of the most common things he did, one of the most common miracles he did. And I had to ask myself, I've actually asked myself this many times, especially that story where there's a, uh, a father that came to his apostles and, and said, hey, can you cast the, you know, the demon out here? And they tried and they tried and they couldn't. And then the Savior finally did. And later they were like, why, why couldn't we do that? And basically Jesus told, told his disciples, um, th this is a real powerful one. And it only comes out through a lot of prayer and fasting. Well, I asked myself one day, you know, that was a real powerful one. Has, um, have these evil demons and these spirits that hate us and want, to, want a moment in our body, have they given up? Have they gotten weaker? Have they decided, ah, this isn't worth it. We're just going to kick back on the beach for another couple thousand years till this gets wrapped up? No, I don't think so. In fact, I know not. They've gotten more desperate, more anxious, and um, more, uh, more willing to do everything that they've done since the beginning. Um, I think the only thing that's changed is our ability to recognize it. Um, Satan wants to rule with blood and horror, and he will continue to do so. And I think being in unbelief makes us even weaker. Um, 
So let's, he loves that immunity, that impunity, being able to do what he wants and nobody believes in him. So um, that's what we're, that's why we're talking about this today. Now I want to talk about the how a little bit. We're going to run up against the break, but try to think about what we've talked about as far as energy, that emotions are energy, our feelings, our thoughts, our energy, matter is energy. Everything we observe is energy. Love has the highest vibration, and I bet you can guess what has the lowest. Despair, fear, shame, these have the very, very lowest uh, vibration. And energy is the crux of all of it. So we're going to have to talk about this after the break, and don't go away. We'll talk to you soon. discussion without the partisan outrage this is the loving liberty radio network usa radio news with tim berg a bill funding the 9-11 victims compensation fund is headed to the senate after passage by the house senate majority leader mitch mcconnell has said the senate will take it up before the summer recess Comedian and activist John Stewart reacts to the bill passing on Fox News. None of us feel like the job is done. We've got to get past the Senate. Uh, Senator McConnell has said that he will get this done by their summer recess. That's August 2nd, so we're going to take him at his word. It's not something you see often from President Trump, but he's defending Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. I think that a group of people is being very disrespectful to her. And you know what? I don't think that Nancy can let that go on. AOC and the Speaker have been battling it out for pretty much the entire week on Twitter. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents... And Doug. Limu, there's a woman threatening to sign up for generic car insurance. Grab your birdseed and let's go. Uh, I'm going to sign these papers right here, right now. Ma'am, drop the pen. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. <sighs> Thanks, Limu, Emu, and Doug. Don't thank us. Thank Liberty Mutual, but also thank us. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurer. State laws apply. Here's a great deal on MyPillow. When you go to MyPillow.com, click on the two pack special type in promo code usa you'll get two my pillow premium pillows for 69.98 now that's only 34.99 a pillow you will not get that price anywhere at retail it's the lowest price ever offered on radio or tv and like all my pillow products 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee go to mypillow.com click on the two-pack special use my promo code usa Tropical Storm Barry is bearing down on Louisiana. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungasser says he's concerned the storm could bring widespread flooding to the state. You know, as this thing comes inland, all of, New, all of Louisiana needs to be on alert because those bands can carry way inland. The storm is expected to strengthen and become a hurricane later today or early Saturday. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has an update on the case of a man caught trying to carry cans of gasoline into St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York a few months ago. 
Prosecutors say the man is unfit to stand trial. Attempted arson charges against Mark Lamparello have now been put on hold as the former Lehman College professor is being treated at a mental health facility. Prosecutors say Lamparello was intent on burning down St. Patrick's Cathedral. The incident came last April, just days after the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, France, was badly damaged in a fire. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We are talking about everybody's adversary and least best friend in the whole world, Lucifer. Um, and a, a brief preview into why, for those that are this, just joining us, here on uh, Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, we like to talk about things that uh, better arm you and inform you to uh, be healthier and happier in life. And whether we want to realize it or not, um, Satan and his almost probably uncountable millions, billions, are a part of this world here on Earth. And they've been making havoc for a very long time. And it's important, I think, that we know how to fight him. Um, not just fight all the all of his people and helpers and, and leaders that we know about, you know, the dark people like, say, this Epstein or whoever. I guess I probably shouldn't call him the Satanist, but I don't know. Sorry, I'm going to call him a Satanist. That guy's disgusting. Um, so when we talk about when we talk about Old Scratch, I think it's important to remember that energy is everything. Uh, make no mistake about it. He does have power. He's not powerless. He's not some frenzied, red, half-crazed entity um, that just bounces around throwing firebombs. Um, he's probably really smart. Um, and he is very calculating. He has a very organized uh, kingdom. There are demons, um, and this is drawing out. I won't quote all of my sources. Many of you know I, I, I like to read some of these uh, near-death experience books, um, drawing also on um, from some of the uh, religious leaders in my faith and other faiths. I have friends that are uh, pastors, and um, there are a few, especially in early uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint history. There was a few, uh, uh, Wilford Woodruff, and uh, John Taylor wrote on it a lot. Um, so that, these are my sources, um, in case you're wondering. Uh, but he has actual demons that specialize in things. There are demons. He has a council. And he mimics very much so uh, God's kingdom, only dark side. Uh, he, he, their symbol is raising a left hand to the square. They mimic many things of our, of our, our meaning our Father in heavens uh, and his son's kingdom. But there are demons that specialize in divorce, in depression. And when you are feeling really, really depressed, and I mean, you know, like when you got just like when you wake up sometimes and you're like, oh, my gosh, why am I so depressed? I mean, my job stinks and I don't want to go to work and my kids are in trouble and my wife's mad at me or whatever. But, man, when you're just like so depressed, um, I would. I will say I believe very much so that you have a despair demon or a depression demon that's – keep in mind that they hate you and they want to make you miserable. Um, so he has a very organized kingdom and he wants to keep you miserable. Um, I want to talk about really briefly demonic possession and I don't hold myself up as some expert but I've done a fair amount of – for whatever reason, I've always been fascinated by this stuff. Um, again – this is uh, – I know people that actually haven't had near-death experiences and there was um, 
a few uh, even early church members that wrote in their journals about seeing the same sort of thing. And it appears to me to go like this. Um, when you choose to indulge in excessive bad things, I mean, pick one, drunkenness, drugs, uh, staring at pornography, uh, anger, uh, being mad a lot and acting out on it, throwing stuff around, hollering at your wife, mistreating your kids, etc. When we indulge in these things, um, a physical change, remember, everything is energy and we have actually a biosphere, our, the energy of our body. We have a toroid just like what a lot of academia calls black holes. That is an electromagnetic field. We have a very smaller, a much smaller version of that around each of our bodies. Every living thing has one. And, um, these uh, minions of uh, of old scratch that didn't get to have a body, they will do anything. Remember in the New Testament, we hear that they preferred a body of a pig over just being cast out. So they very much so want to be in a body, um, and they'll do anything to experience that. Um, so when we indulge in these things, as I understand it, some sort of an opening or a crack near our uh, – I hate even I hate saying chakra because it makes me feel kind of hippie-ish. I, I used to always kind of mock that sort of stuff. I'm embarrassed to say, but then I had to admit, being a truth seeker, that there is valid things to all that Eastern stuff, and that there actually is a chakra near the crown of your head, and there is an opening that occurs, and through that opening, uh, they are allowed to enter, and they can. How long they stay um, is kind of up to us, but. Um, Here's here's the big secret, though, and this is what I think is so important, um, and this is what Lucifer does not want you to know. Any mortal has power over him. Any mortal. He's a powerful being, and his little minions are of varying powers, but some of them are very powerful. But any mortal, any son or daughter of our Father in Heaven has power over these if we choose them. And that's what it always comes down to is choice. Um, I want to talk really briefly about how long have we got till the break Brian oh, five minutes perfect I want to talk briefly about the act of raising a right arm to us to the square um, this happens sometimes in sacred places in my church and I definitely don't want to talk about that on a radio show it's quite sacred to us or to me um, but um, this is something we know we do in courtrooms it's a it's a symbol it's a sign in Freemasonry and I uh, Dove down the rabbit hole last night and spent about an hour and a half and read deeply on where this came from. And I, I couldn't trace back the, a single origin, but it was interesting to me the evolution of it and, and its use back through time. We, we know General Washington uh, put his hand on a Bible, raised his right hand to the square when he was sworn in as president, uh, something that continues to this day. We all know about court and I read some things about that. It was on some .gov stuff where it talks about you would get – branded with an M if you were a murderer or if you were a thief, you'd get a T and it would be on your right hand. So that was, they said where it came from. I don't think that's at all where it came from, but that's interesting that that happened. Um, going back through Freemasonry and, uh, even back to the Pythagoreans, 700 to 600 BC. Um, we know, I don't know how many of you have studied the Pythagoreans being a math junkie. I love them and I love their history. Um, they were big into, like the Freemasons, big into the symbol of the square, meaning um, uprightness, a symbol of of basically just being steadfast, upright, um, honorable. It was a symbol of virtue, uh, of strength. 
Um, but it actually goes back much further than that. We have records going back to 3000 BC in Egypt. We have hier 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 um, Egyptian hieroglyphics. There we go. Uh, people going all the way back to the great Imhotep, which if you've listened to a previous show, you know that is Joseph uh, of Egypt, uh, who, who is probably who taught this to these ancient Egyptians, would be my guess, that's my opinion, uh, raising their arm to the square. All the way back to ancient Samaria, where the same practice was held for various traditions. And I would bet you anything all the way back to Father Adam. It is a powerful symbol when a son or daughter of God valiantly raises his right arm to the square and swears to be truthful or, an, or promises an oath, so forth. So this is also, um, as I mentioned earlier, any, any uh, when we're choosing to indulge in their garbage, their nonsense, pornography, whatever, um, we are subjecting ourselves to old scratch. And when we know he's, he's pounding on us and we want to push him out of the room, we raise our arm to the square and we command him to leave. And guess what? They have to leave. Um, some of them, if you have a more powerful, if you're a really good guy, uh, this is my personal opinion. I don't, I don't think, I don't think old scratch sends his best and brightest to go, to go get uh, Epstein or, or Bill Clinton or, or Hillary Clinton to, to make a bad decision. I, I think he's already got a pretty good or, or go down the strip on, in Las Vegas. I shouldn't, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble on, but you guys know what I mean. You've been to Las Vegas, right? You walk down the strip and you've got flyers blowing down the road with naked women. Like you can't take your kids to Vegas. I don't think he don't, he dedicates a lot of his best and brightest to those. I think he's after, you know, Brian Hyde and Ammon and Joe and, and you, my fine listener. And, and, and people that he knows he wants to take down, right? People that are, aren't already on board. So when you know you're getting that, that cucky feeling, you know what? It can't hurt, right? Raise your right arm to the square, command to leave, and command to leave in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I promise you, if you're sensitive to such things, and I have to admit, I do this often, I feel an energy shift. It gives me relief. Um, I command them to, to leave and never come back. And that's what I do, and it works um, – it has made a big difference in my life. I don't replace prayer or anything like that, but um, with that, but that's that is a tool that we can use to fight. If you don't, if you're driving down the road in traffic, or if you're in class in school and you can't keep your thoughts clean or something, and you don't want to make a, a scene out of yourself, you can do this in your heart. Um, you don't have to actually say the words. Uh, heaven can hear our hearts, and this is another important fact. Uh, Satan's minions cannot hear your thoughts. They're really, really good at reading your uh, your um, behavior, that your actions and stuff, but they cannot hear your thoughts. But your Father in Heaven can. You can always pray to Him in your heart and get help that way. Um, we're going to run up against the break here, but I want to uh, spend the last uh, our last segment on some conclusions and well, why this is so important. And we will talk to you soon.
Okay, everybody, welcome back to our fourth and final segment. I want to talk really briefly about a trait that uh, when I was younger, I have to admit, I thought nothing of this this trait. If you ask me what what do you want most in life, you know, when I was a young, foolish man, I probably would have said, I don't know, a, a good profession, you know, a wife that loves me, which, you know, that's a great thing. But as I've gotten older, I have really grown to appreciate the trait of humility. Um, and if you think about it, without humility, you'll never gain wisdom. Um Learning becomes really – I sometimes think about this when I listen to like the the Bonn Institute talk about black holes and stuff. You know, Learning becomes slow and hard, I think, if you don't have humility. And truth is often uh, relative to, to godless and arrogant people, I think. If you don't have humility, um, to me, my most prized possession um, – uh, is my humility and uh, I don't know we, we've heard that you can buy anything in this world for money um, certainly that's not my most prized possession and I think one of my most prized not that if you say you're humble you probably don't have it so I'm not going to say I'm a super humble guy but it's something I strive for I, I really try to be humble um, but it, it isn't my health it isn't love it isn't family as precious and priceless as all of those are to me my most prized possession is my faith in God and his son. And without it, I would be utterly, utterly hopeless and lost in this dark world. Um, but with it, I can do anything. And so can you. And it's really important, in my opinion, to remember that. So we're going to wrap up why we were talking about old scratch today. Um, uh, Brian and I were talking a little bit during the break about times that we felt that just out of the out of the blue, this melancholy come on or this just an just an evil presence. And I think we've all felt it. Right. You've just been walking down the road. You're not in a creepy house or anything. It's not, you know, maybe you've watched a movie or or you had an altercation with someone, you know, that flipped you off for no reason when you're driving down the road. And you're like, what the heck? And you just feel I don't know when when evil comes around. Um I think uh, it's an important tool that we can use, and I don't, I don't think it's used enough. Um, some people might look at our world, and I know I've been guilty of this in times, and I bet you each of you probably know someone that's, that's had this thought before. It's like, why does God uh, not just destroy evil? You know, why does God let a three-year-old, innocent, beautiful child be taken and mistreated and raped and killed and all these horrible things and wars. Why doesn't God fix all this? If there was a God, he would not let this happen, right? Like the, there's no way God could be real. And if he is real, he certainly doesn't care about us. Well, here's the thing. Um, and I think this is really, really important to remember. This fight, this fight that we are in, this fight for liberty is, is uphill and impossible. Not just fight for liberty, but fight for happiness and and, and fight against evil, frankly. Um, it seems impossible. It seems we're outnumbered and there's no point sometimes perhaps. This fight against evil in our personal lives as well. Everybody has a struggle. I guarantee everybody has a struggle, whether it's porn, whether it's addiction of various kinds, whether it's anger, whether it's depression, whether it's same-sex attraction, whatever. Did I just call same-sex attraction a human weakness? I didn't mean to do that. Actually, I didn't mean to do that. But whatever your human weakness is, um, this is what it's all about. This descending uh, into hard things and then pressing forward and overcoming things of darkness, this is how we ascend. This is what life is all about. This is how we become 
uh, powerful warriors, sons and daughters of our God. This is how we overcome and will win the fight for liberty. Uh, the good thing to remember is that God never sleeps. Um, and our weaknesses are given to us to be humble. I, I love how it says that um, many places in Scripture. And I've often pondered that. And I thought, well, that just seems silly. God wouldn't give me sins. Like, this is my nonsense. But it's actually, I think, I don't think he actually set out to maybe, I believe that he helped us plan our life and and that different things can um, teach us. I've honestly, um, yeah, that, that's probably for another show. But in the coming weeks and in the months and in the years, I, I think as we we focus on getting getting right with God. We will grow and we will grow, and our swords of truth will grow stronger. And I don't know about you guys, but I intend to uh, keep swinging away until that great last day, and, and then on through till the next earth and the next eternal rounds, and on and on. Because to me, truth matters, and I want to be on the right side. I want to I want to be fighting for liberty. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's any mistake that you happen to be if you're if you're one of the people that listen to Loving Liberty, you listen to Brian in the mornings and Joe and and these things matter to you. And um, I think you're one of one of those few that were sent here at this time for this great cause. I mean, I, and I kind of feel and I bet you you guys do. I know I've heard Brian say this before that um, that God is gathering his uh, his warriors together. And I think it's important that we uh, teach our kids because, uh, believe it or not, your kids, to me this is astronomical to believe, but your kids actually chose to come here to you, to be taught by you. And I think it's important that we teach them these things. We teach them liberty. Teach the neighbor kid, that little snot-nosed kid that comes. I got to tell you, I I had a – how much time we got left, Joe or uh, Brian? About four minutes ago, I had a, I, I have these these kids. They're kind of a little pain in the neck, um, but I, I I had a ring at the door the other day, and um, I go to the door and I've got these uh, three garbage sacks, these big black like big leaf bag garbage bags at my door. I thought, what in the heck? Someone come and left garbage on my door. I open up the door and I look out on my porch. And I'm looking at these three sacks of garbage, kind of scared to pick them up, thinking, you know, what's going to be in here, a bunch of cow manure or what? And all of a sudden I see one move and I hear a giggle and these kids are in uh, in these sacks and uh, – just playing a joke, right? And they they, they they jump up. And to me, I thought, you know, where's these kids' parents? You don't put you don't put your body in a freaking plastic bag, kid. So I chased them down. I brought them in the house, gave them some cookies, sat them down in front of my Declaration of Independence. And we had a nice long talk. Some of them probably didn't want to hear it, but that's okay, about the names of the people on the Declaration of Independence and um, what it means to me. And I think it's important to take time out of our lives to, uh, to teach – to teach those around us. And, and that's, I think, what it's all about. So we're going to run out of time. I don't want to start this this next topic, but um, I hope I haven't offended anybody talking about Satan. I hope you guys can feel the earnestness in my voice when I talk about how important it is um, that we take up this fight and that we take it serious. Um, I heard a study. Um, uh, we don't have time for that right now. But um, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, about our good president and uh, and being apathetic and thinking that um, that all is well. I heard President Trump announce uh, last week when he was talking about the the new Green Deal looming in Congress. And man, what a what a mess that is! Right, that the U.S. has the cleanest water on Earth. Um, 
And uh, to me, that was just such an example. We have the cleanest water on earth. We're the only nation on earth that fluoridates our water. Fluoridation will reduce, and this is Harvard's study, not my, not my opinion. Fluoridation reduces your IQ by 10 points. Just just by bringing fluoride into your body. So, sorry, Mr. President, um, but whether it's Brazil or Tahiti or, or Canada or the Caribbean, I'd be fine letting my family ingest that water. We do not have the cleanest water on earth. Um, and you got, you got to wonder, too, why why is that stuff in there? I've, I've talked uh, in weeks past about what I like to call the, uh, in my hometown, I call them the Utah Sanhedrin. Um, there on the hill, uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees that we have um, in my hometown. I won't mention any names, but those that are local here listening on KTalk know probably exactly who I'm talking about. And I'll bet you wherever you're at, you've got – I think it's important to remember that pretty much all, all of the governments of the world have institutionalized corruption. And why is that? Um, all of the governments of the world, it seems. I know from my local city council, and there might be some good city councils. I hate to say that anybody in government's a, a jerk and is evil, but um, it's important to remember that these, you know, 36-year senators and 40-year senators and these these power mongering. Uh, people that rule in our world, they have a source um, and they're deceived. And I, I think it's important to not be wrapped up in contention because when we are, then we're also giving power to that that man who we don't or that person we don't want to give power to. So um, I think the best things we can do is uh, keep in mind who we are and why we're here. Uh, get right with God, as uh, my friend Joe Carey likes to say. And remember to be good to your kids. Don't get mad. Um Remember to say your prayers. Start your day with your prayers every day. And uh, maybe give some thought to the things that we talked about here today. And um, and be be hopeful. Because I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Yeah, Crustle Shift's coming. But we've got a bright, bright future ahead. And I am excited. And I hope you are, too. Thanks for the time together today. And we will see you next week. discussion without the partisan outrage this is the loving liberty radio network